we have our You're first guest today. Fucking I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. And love is love is love is love is love is love is love. Hi everyone and welcome to One True Pairing. I'm Marissa and I'm Erica. This week is the kickoff to our series for Romance Awareness Month. We have a packed slate in August with three full episodes and two mini episodes, which is an episode each week. You're welcome. You all know that we are gigantic romance readers. We love the genre. We love the books. We love everything about it. So Romance Awareness Month is a wonderful time for us to celebrate not only our raunchiness, but also everything that's wonderful and magical about reading romance novels, being romance fans, and also being a romance author. We have guests joining us all month from every part of the romance book world, including editors, publishers, and authors. And we want to dispel the myths surrounding romance novels and bring you listeners into this amazing genre. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh my god. So let's jump in. Today we have our good friend and editor extraordinaire Eileen Rothschild with us. Say hi, Eileen. Hi, guys. So happy to be here. I'm super excited to have you here because now I finally get to delve into your history. Delve away. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Eileen has been with Macmillan for 11 years, and she's been working on romance that entire time, which is so fun. She's got a dream job. We have so much that we want to pick her brain about, but we don't want to go too wild. So Marissa, how are we breaking this episode down? So we're going to do it in two parts. In the first, we're going to talk to Eileen about her work on romance and what it's like to be an editor. And then Eileen is going to tell us her favorite couple from a romance book. I'm super excited to hear that. Eileen, how does that sound to you? Sounds great. Let's get to it. And at the end, of course, we're going to play a game, which we were not told about prior to. We're very excited about it. So stay tuned for that. All right. Let's dive into the romance world, Eileen. I'm super excited about this. I finally get to like delve into Eileen and her past. So Eileen, tell us about your 11 years with Macmillan, your 11 years in romance. Why has this been so awesome? My past. It sounds yeah. so, so dubious. Because <laughs> you probably have a scandalous past, though. Let's be real. A little bit scandalous. Uh, so yeah, I'll give you my my spiel. Uh, before I worked on romance, I worked on math textbooks, which is probably about as unromantic as that sounds. I was going to say, can we quick pause? You worked on math I textbooks? did. Math, chemistry, physics, and astronomy, to be exact. My so mind sexy. is blown. <laughs> I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Um, so I wanted, I, although it was fun, I wanted to get out of there probably as fast as I started. So an interview came up at St. Martin's Press, and I was the absolute worst candidate. I didn't do <laughs> any research. I didn't know who my boss was or what I'd be doing. I literally just walked in. So my reaction was super authentic when I saw wall-to-wall romance books. Nice. I walked in and screamed, Sherilyn Kenyon, just like that. I didn't say (laughs) hi. I didn't say, like, I'm your next candidate, nothing. Um, And my former boss, I think that's what got me the job, to be honest. Um, And so that was really exciting. And I started in marketing. So I worked in a little bit of everything doing romance. I worked in marketing, some sales. I was the program manager for our digital line. Um, and then I got the job as an editor, which is truly a dream job. Um, it's a bit more complicated than this, but basically I read, I work with authors, I help polish their books so that they get out to the readers um, and out to everybody, actually. Um, so yeah, so I spend my time reading and loving romance. 
I am so jealous of your job. You get to read romance novels all the time. The one thing I'm a little not jealous of that, about is that you have to like give them critiques. Yeah, what's that like? Um, it's not always critiques. And romance authors, honestly, are the best authors. I mean, they they take critiques really, really well. They want to work on the book. They they normally they don't send it to me and say, this is finished. They say, <laughs> what can we do? Um, and we have really wonderful conversations about it. So yeah, sometimes I'm like, too much sex, pull back the sex. And sometimes I'm like, add more sex. We need more sex. <laughs> okay, can we go back to that former? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, you talk to the authors and you do the best you can. And they're really, really lovely. So what have you seen in your work on romance that, like, why do you think people connect so much with this genre in such a visceral way? It's almost addictive the way people read romance. This answer is really short because I truly think that readers, they want to connect, especially romance readers. And, you know, you're connecting to the joy and the love and, yes, the mm -hmm. sex of a romance book. And that is so addictive in the best yeah. way possible. You know, I, I'm a reader before anything else. So sometimes when I get on a romance kick, I'll read 10 books a week. Mm -hmm. It's a little hard now because I'm editing a lot. But, you know, it's you want that. You want to chase that that feeling. And I think that's really great. All right. This question is one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think that this is why Becky thought about me for this. Why do people shit on romance so much? It is so frustrating. Like, what do you think is the reason that people look at romance and say, ew, those are like brain candy. They're nothing books. They're just whatever. Well, first, I just want to go, ugh. Fuck those haters. guys. Yeah. I really do. I just want to, ugh. Um, but I also want to bring it back to math books because <laughs> yes, as you do, <laughs> I mean, you broke up with math I, books. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I used to put a romance novel in my math textbook and my last name starts with R. So I was in the back of the classroom and it was great. And one day a male math teacher ripped it out of my book <gasps> and humiliated me in front of the entire class, called it drivel, that it would get me nowhere. And that experience really stayed with me because I realized that there are people out there that just want to shit on what makes other people happy. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back and say to him, well, you know, it pays my bills now. Yeah. And I'm really, really happy. So um, he obviously wasn't. So I just, I think that there's, you know, now there's all these hot takes because it's a billion dollar industry and it's a woman run industry and everybody wants to say what they want to say about it. Um, I also feel it comes from a place of not understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and that is really frustrating, I think, as a reader and as somebody that works in the industry. Um, and all you can do is say, ugh, and move on, yeah. I think. And, um, you I'm, know, be angry about it, but it's... They just don't understand. I really hope he's listening so that we can be like, hey, fuck you, bro. Tris is definitely his jam. Yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> it he, should be. Yeah. It but should I, be. I, I think it also has a lot to do with it's, it's like you said, it's a woman-run industry. It's it's written by women for women. And I think that scares a lot of people. That it's this, It gives us an agency that women have not had for so long in the world. And it's us finding our pleasure and happiness and the career we want and like everything on one. And men are like, no, and can't handle Absolutely. it. <laughs> and some women, too. And honestly. some women, too, yeah. Um, and what's been really amazing to see is the genre evolve a mm -hmm. bit. 
there was a very interesting conversation on Twitter a few months back from some readers and writers about miscarriage and infertility and romance mm-hmm. and what that means. I like it's saw not, that. yeah, like it's not just fantasy. Like they're actually exploring real world issues, um, alcoholism, sexual abuse, and these women are getting their version of happy mm-hmm. happily ever after. Yeah, love and love for themselves and all of that. And that's really powerful. And I think that scares people too. Um, And it's, you know, when people want to call it candy, first of all, there's nothing wrong with candy. Um, (laughs) There's nothing wrong with fluffy reads and romantic comedies. And that is also my jam. But I think that some people that want to shit on romance don't explore it further and don't realize how important it is to women's lives. Yeah. I think what's really frustrating for me is when people, they talk about romances as if they're not intelligent, as right. if they're not smartly written, smartly edited, smartly marketed the way, quote unquote, bigger books are. I mean, and when, I worked on romances for years and they were some of my favorite books to work on. And some of them were more intelligently written than those quote the big bucks like your big blockbuster bestsellers they have better plot twists they Mm -hmm. have better character development and the fact that they're in a smaller trim size or they're not in hardcover or that they're marketed as a romance is something that immediately makes people turn their nose up which frustrates me to no end can i just list off some of the um authors that i work with what their day jobs are yeah so um this is my favorite thing in the world (laughs) i've worked with a nautical engineer a former cia agent um a woman who has won jeopardy i have worked with lawyers ceos of companies i mean these women are the brightest the most passionate um, and they bring all of that to their romance books. I think the best thing in the world is our producer's face, right, face now, right now. Yes, listening to <laughs> you list off their day jobs. She is making a yes queen. Holy shit! I had no idea. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think more than more than the content that people have misconceptions about, it's about the people in the community. Yeah, like you just listed. Our authors are so intelligent. They're smart marketers too. They, they the oh, self publishing yeah. industry. Yeah, they they are where publishing is going constantly. Yeah. But also, our readers are smart and they read all kinds of things. I think because romance makes you so voracious for reading. They're into thrillers. They're into literary fiction. They're into lots of different things more so than you know someone who only reads big books might be. They might read that big book once a year and that's it. But yeah. romance readers are constantly reading and loving it. They're I, also discerning purchasers like Mm -hmm. people like to think that because you had self-pub books and they were 99 cents or $1.99 or $2.99 that your romance community was price conscious and they are price conscious but they're not price conscious in that way if it's something that they want to purchase and they're really into they'll Mm -hmm. spend the money yeah it's not about the money it's about the content they want to know that the content is good Mm -hmm. so the barrier of entry with self-publishing brought it a little lower but when it comes to an author that they really appreciate, that they love, they'll spend the big bucks. Yeah. So that low price for you know self-pub books is an easy barrier of entry for people who really just want to like get their toe into romance. That's true. And our producer just got into romance and is already obsessed. Um, Eileen, what advice do you have for like first-time readers like our producer? What do you recommend for where to start? What to know? Well, first, welcome to the club. Yay! I have your introductory pin and t-shirt in my office. Um, That's a really good question. I think it's really personal, too. 
I got into romance um, by paranormal, and mm-hmm. I know that most readers get in through historical, and I'm actually oh, not a huge historical fan. Really? I know. Um, I think because I started with paranormal, and I started with, you know, vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. But right now, honestly, this world is kind of a garbage fire, and so <laughs> I would say start with tried and true romantic comedy. Start with the joyous and the fun, and that will be, like, such a great entryway. And I would say start with The Hating Game by Sally Thorne, which is one of my all-time favorite books, and I reread it constantly. It's the hottest hand-holding scene you will have ever read. Read it now. I mean, I'm so guilty. You gave me your copy, like, three months ago, and it's sitting on my bookshelf calling to me, and I haven't done it. it. How (laughs) dare you? See, you get mad at me when I don't read the things that you give me. I know. I'm next. It's next. I promise. I have to ask, what was your your entry paranormal? Christine Feehan. Yes! My mother, um, we shopped at Kmart a lot, and she used to just drop me in the book section Aww. and leave. And so she did, and I picked up a Christine Feehan, read it by the time she got back, and then swapped it for a Babysitter's Club Holy book. shit. How long was she gone? Oh, three hours. Hey, oh my God. shit happens. Kmart, that was a big store. And shit happens, and your child's in the book section. And I was like I'm not 11. judging her. I wasn't I just, that. I'm just impressed you read it that fast. Like I'm a fast reader. Yeah. That's why she's an editor. Right. It's true. It's a good skill to have. Before we shift into your couple, Eileen, we have a quick ad break, so stay tuned. Okay, now let's shift into your couple that you're going to tell us about. So Eileen prepped a couple for us, which I'm super excited about because, again, she's worked in romance for so long that she's probably got an amazing fucking couple. So Marissa and I are going to be final judges on whether or not this couple is ship it or skip it i suspect it's going to be ship it yes that's a lot of pressure i know <laughs> okay we're, we're not easy here um so my couple is actually a recent couple that i worked on and it is from tamsin parker's fire on the ice so tamsin is one of my favorite authors and if you haven't read her you have to stop what you're doing and read her right now um she has this bdsm short story set in the orthodox jewish community what that is one of my favorite short stories i've ever read what i know we can't i need to tell you about my couple but you have to go and read it (laughs) okay go um so anyhow tamsin wrote this series for me called the snow and ice games and when she was creating it she wanted to create different pairings so one book had male female pairing one book had male male pairing and one book had a female female pairing so I was like that sounds great like that's interesting and you know we should celebrate all couples and all love but it was a little nervous about the female female because I had never edited that before I wasn't really well read in the category Um, I didn't know if it was something I would even be interested in or like but I did read up on it and I have to say that fire on the ice turned into my favorite book in the series And so the couple is Blaze and Maisie, and they're the perfect couple. So Maisie is a Canadian ice skater because it all takes place around like a Winter Olympic type game. And she is a lesbian and not closeted, but her family's really conservative, so she's not very comfortable with herself. And Blaze is the complete opposite. She is very comfortable with herself. She's bisexual, she's polyamorous, and she is a speed skater. So before the book starts, they had a uh, steamy one-night stand. And then when they come back to the snow and ice games, it's just explosive. But, you know, Blaze wants to be out with her love um, and Maisie not so much. 
And honestly, I think Tamsin is a magician because this book is 50,000 words long and she jams so much into it. It's got like the thrill of competing and sports and ice skating. Like I felt like I was speed skating. I'm like, isn't this a romance novel? <laughs> and also sexy sex. Um, sexier than like I was actually, this is this is pretty sexy. Nice. <laughs> um, and she also puts a lot of research into polyamory and dating somebody who doesn't quite share the same values. And it was just such an interesting, nuanced, and sexy read that I was like, Tamsin, you have to write like 100,000 more words because <laughs> I have to know where this comes. And it's really changed me too. Like I, I definitely read and look for more um, female-female books. Um, I think that she just did it in such a way that people think it's niche and it isn't. It's just a celebration of love. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's my cover. That's I cool. love that. And I, I love that. I think that exactly speaks to what we were talking about, how how nuanced romance is and how complicated our authors make their characters, which like you wouldn't get in a lot of books, that level of complexity. Yeah. And they feel like real people. Yeah. Like I truly felt like, oh, can I call up Blaze and ask her how this works? <laughs> like I really or I can call Tamsin, but I was like, I want to talk to Blaze. Right. <laughs> can you pretend to be Blaze, yeah. Tamsin? <laughs> Um, I don't even think this is really a question, but I have to ask: ship it. Do we ship, ship it, it or skip it? <laughs> I think we, I think we ship it. Like I want to read all of her books now. Yeah, I she's agree. Should. She's one to read. But no, we ship it. I think we totally ship it. Yay! Yes. Yay! Okay, so you guys know that we love a good game here at OTP, and we have a really fun one that we're about to play, and. I've been practicing my game show voice, so it's called Synonyms. Can you spell that? Was that was awful. <laughs> S-I-N, as in sin, like we're going to sin right now. I love it. Okay, here's how it works. Our producer has prepped us with some words, some very immodest words. Um, and our goal is to write a list of synonyms being as creative as possible. So, for example, if the word were underwear, one might say the word panties. What would be more creative than panties? Uh, Victorian love cage. Oh, you're welcome. That's a good one. You guys will have a minute to write down your words. Listeners, you'll hear this sound effect. And with the power of podcast magic, we're going to skip right to reading the synonyms. Okay, let's do this. Erica, you want to go first with your word? I do actually want to go first with my word because I think that mine is not hyper immodest, so it's a good gateway. We were oh. talking about gateway romances. This is going to be our gateway word, easy word. It's vagina. Pens down. Ah, okay. Or as Padma Lakshmi Somebody's would say, knives out. down, <laughs> hands up. You know, mine are creepy too. Okay. Okay. All right. What are your synonyms? Should we just go back and forth? Sure. Okay. You go first. You go first. Okay. <laughs> My first synonym is love clench. Which I wow. Love. That's amazing. Wonderful. Eileen. Hey, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Wonderful. Right. Go, okay. Marissa. Mine is similar. I basically copied you. Uh, <laughs> um, love Ravine. Ooh, that's like a Ravine. Sassier. Ravine. Not sassier. More glamorous. Yeah. It just, it feels open. Yeah. Well. It feels open. <laughs> Speaking of that, cave hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm going to quote you, gate hole. <laughs> <laughs> Quiver lover. Quiver <laughs> lover. It's like Robin Hood romance. I hope my mom is not listening. <laughs> um, my mom is definitely this listening. One's, <laughs> this one's creepier. Life source. <laughs> How is that creepy? Like, science fiction. Like, like creepy. Yeah. And then I'll close it out with love hole. 
Love Hole sounds romantic. I've got to pick Quiver Holder, though, because right. Quiver Holder is so yeah. good. good job. Quiver Holder makes me think of, like, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. All righty. Okay. I'm going to go next. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. Okay. ready. I'm going to type over here really I far away. I'm so nervous. Okay. My word is sex. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. All right. Hit me. Who wants to go first? Eileen, do you want to go first or should I go first? Sure. I was a bit uninspired. So I'll start with Happy Dance. <laughs> oh, okay. That's better than mine. I went with the song title, Salt and Peppa, Push It. Ooh. Ooh. I love that song. It's a great so song. Good. Hump and Bump. <laughs> also like a good. rap song. <laughs> um, I probably got a little dirtier than I should have. Um, no Chinese thing. finger cups. <laughs> Ooh. That sounds more like a word for vagina. <laughs> Why do I No, die? it can't just it can't just be like you can't do Chinese finger cuffs with one vagina. That's true. That's not how oh. that works. I feel scandalized. Yours is ride or die. Ride or die. Yeah. Ride or die is ominous, great. but I like it. I also went with a second song choice, uh, Pony. Okay. And that was it. Sorry. Was it. Oh my god, I have more. I have more. Keep going. I have more. Of course I have more. Uh horizontal mumbo. Making waves mm. between the sheets and getting it in. Because Jersey Shore. I like so classic. I like that. I am so Ooh, classy. I'm torn between getting it in and Happy Dance. Happy Dance is so good. I, I like Happy like, Dance. Just I, I still sounds, gotta win that one. Sounds fun. Yay. I mean, so you're a twofer it. right now, man. I'm, you're totally I mean, this is this one game. of my proudest moments. It's also like part of your job. Just to, like, I was gonna say, like, this authors. is this is why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> What's our final word? My word is penis. Ooh. Oh, this one. Oh, God. I have so many for this. I feel like you have a thousand. I, I don't have a thousand. <laughs> Why do you immediately assume I have a thousand? I, I think know. I have like ten. Hit me four. with your best shot. You have four? Yeah, I got really, I got writer's block. So. Okay, I'll start then because you writer's only cock. have four. Writer's cock. <laughs> writer's cock. Oh, God, that's so good. So happens, it just blocks their mind. <laughs> Wait, Eileen, we just came up with the best new romance story for you. Yeah. Writer's cock. Yeah. He's a writer and he's yeah. got writer's block <laughs> and he invites a lady to come and hang out with him in his retreat. And then any all of writers sudden, out there, take note. Yeah. You're welcome. There's a book that you can write. <laughs> okay, you go because you have like 50. So. Okay. Love Shaft? I had Love Shaft. You did? Yeah. Awesome. I also had Man Shaft. Man Shaft is way better. Yeah. I had Magic Stick. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Little Kim, thank you. <laughs> um, I had Arrow of Love. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, I had Cucumber and I don't know why. <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> no, I had an amazing salad for lunch. <laughs> I guess that's why then. <laughs> I also had junk because my nephew yeah, is 18 like, and dumb. That's fun. Um, so I have one that's from an old Heroes and Heartbreakers post that was amazing, uh, which is Burly Bazooka. <laughs> what? I do love that. Burly Bazooka is yeah. so good. <laughs> why is it burly? I don't know, but it is. <laughs> and can uh, I add monstrous man words? Oh, I like that one. Yeah. So what's your favorite? I have to go with Burly Bazooka. I love it. Yay! <laughs> I also like Magic Stick. It's yeah. tried and true. Yeah, it is tried and true. But Burly Bazooka is great. <laughs> it's good. All my romance authors um, listening, I'm changing all of the word penis to <laughs> Burly Bazooka. Just con- control, <laughs> control, search, and then replace. Everything should be a Burly Bazooka. Yes, agreed. Agreed. 
So before we end today, uh, we want to give a shout out to an awesome YA book called Sadie that's coming out September 4th. And uh, the book is about a girl who goes missing while searching for her sister's killer. And it features a podcast that plays a really big role in the story. So Macmillan Podcast has created that podcast. It's called The Girls and it launches today, August 1st. Go listen to the trailer and the first episode up on Apple Podcasts today. Um, That's it for today. Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. And it was so great listening to you talk about romance novels and just your thoughts on the industry and everything else. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Okay, Eileen, where can people find you, the books you're working on? Well, uh, well, where can people find me? I guess I'm on Twitter. Do you want people to find you? <laughs> you can say Twitter. no, I want to be anonymous. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, okay. E underscore Roths, where I post pictures of my dogs and talk about romance Yay. books. So that's fun. Your dogs are um, cute. And I'm really excited for a book that just published, you know, speaking of the world is a garbage fire and we all need to laugh, is The Real Deal by Lauren Blakely. Yes. And it's just the perfect summer beach read. Um, Lauren just makes you laugh, makes you swoon, makes you feel all the feels. Um, and so that is a book I'm excited about this yeah. summer. I love that book. And we're so excited because Lauren's going to be on the show in an upcoming episode. So we're going to interview her about her books and what she loves about romance, too. Oh, you're in for a treat. Don't forget to rate and comment and subscribe for us at OTP. We love reading the reviews that you guys leave for us. And we want to make the show even better. So let us know what you're looking for. And you can also follow us on Twitter at OTP underscore pod. Thank you guys so much for listening and cheers. 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 <laughs> One Shoe Pairing is produced by our goddess Becky Celestina with support from the fabulous Alexander Abnos and Katie Ferguson. The senior editor of Macmillan Podcast is the amazing Alyssa Martino. To find out more about OTP and all of Macmillan's other awesome shows, visit us at macmillanpodcast.com. 